All right, so now we are recording, and um, with luck, we might not have as many technical issues as we've had in the past 20 minutes, or, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, you're listening to Two Dot People's Radio, um, a podcast dedicated to returning Greg Gianforte to the New Jersey and wild from when she came, from whence he came in kind of like a rewilding process. Uh, my name is Henry. Um, other people should introduce themselves to. Um, I'm Tess. I was here last week and we have a special guest and friend yes. today. We have a special guest, yes. I'm Alex. I'm not from Montana. <laughs> right. Even less from Montana than like me. It's like we've got a full on person like who moved here as an adult. So um yeah. we, if it, any backlash will be ignored. But yeah. Um Yeah. Well, I mean there's a reason we decided to bring Alex on today. Yeah. We feel that in the few years he's lived in this glorious state, he's really um, come to embrace and understand uh, the the great battle between those who feel that they have a right to be in Montana and, uh, and the Californian and Texan, yeah. which, exactly. um, you know, I was just thinking like, what a funny battle this is. Like, yeah, yeah. it's honestly ridiculous. Um, based on these made-up boundaries that we're all fighting over. But Alex understands. Um, and yeah, we, we respect Alex's right. opinion. I actually understand Montana better than most Montanans. That's- and I'm actually going to be returning to Montana to uh, do a Senate run, a state Senate <laughs> run. Mm-hmm. Actually, right. no, 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 national. The, 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 what, the, the U.S. Senate. Yeah, the U.S. State Senate. House. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be running for that. I'm going to be uh, the, the Democratic nominee so i am going to be losing that one but uh but you're losing it in a way that kind of gives the rest of us jobs for six months as you campaign from like large amounts of money given by random nonprofits and like susan sarandon or whoever the fuck so it's really you Mm. provide a, a valuable ecological service to like much like sort of like the the great dinosaur who dies at the end of the documentary but then is like consumed by other things we sort of like it's a process of sort of taking campaign money from hollywood or like i don't know boulder the hollywood of of the mountains and kind of converting (laughs) it into useful things like weed and food and rent and the like what an extended metaphor thank you it's a joke that we like to make (laughs) and and let all all Montanans running for any state office, any yeah. public office, they take a picture in a field <laughs> with their arms mm-hmm. crossed. That's right. The, the <laughs> camera yeah, yeah. is smiling. Like it's during the golden hour. Yeah. yeah. We're mm-hmm. in East Montana. They're well, one of the people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, do you think that's sort of tied to like the classic, like mid to up until the mid 2000s, right before the bling era of rap, where all rap, like, album covers were taken with your arms crossed but the angle is taken from below so like the the children who they were having take rap album pictures have sort of like grown up and moved to montana and entered political consulting perhaps or <laughs> more everybody everybody who lives in montana now is a was a new metal fan they all listen to that's right. that's <laughs> they're right. all in biscuit fans which goes which follows suit because yeah i don't know i think people from california probably listen to limp biscuit in its heyday they did, but they didn't truly internalize the messages of our cultural mainstays like, well, actually, Iowa claims Slipknot, but Three Days Grace are probably the closest thing that you can get to like an endemic Montana, Montana culture over the past 30 years, or maybe like Stained or something. I don't know. Oh no! I thought we lost. We're breaking up. We did. You did lose the host. Yes. um, Yeah, it seemed oddly silent over there. Kevin Costner, just for uh, people who aren't listening to this podcast because of Montana, uh, for whatever reason, he stumbled upon it. He made a really good movie called Draft Day. Uh, It's about the Browns with the number one pick because the Browns are so bad. So if you're more into football, you've come to the right place. Hell yeah. I should note that um, up until I came back and started talking again, uh, none of what you just said was recorded whatsoever. (laughs) The recording is happening as far as I'm aware on my end. Or it's not. 
if we edit this, <laughs> there so might, this might be becoming this might become confusing. But us editing it is kind of a large if. So yeah. Okay. But mm. yeah, I don't think we said anything important. Um, True. But well, yeah, we, so there's we came this... back into draft. We came back into draft day and Kevin Costner, and I feel like this yeah. is a segue from something else. What are we talking well, about today? This series we, is about football in Montana. It's about no. professional football. The epic highs and lows of high school football, to quote uh, Riverdale, the um, new lodestone of our generation. Or the generation of my like French high school students who are all fucking obsessed with Riverdale. I do not understand why. What are we guy. even talking about? We need to read this Spartans versus Hellgate Knights. Big game of the year. That's right. Um... Yeah, no, we're talking about, uh, we are talking about the somehow higher stakes, but also lower stakes at the same time, uh, namely the latest intersection of Hollywood with Montana. Uh, I'm not talking about mm-hmm. The Revenant because The Revenant got talked about too much and is bad. Um, we're talking about Yellowstone, the new, NBC, not new, it's like they're on like season three or four, but an NBC show um, starring Kevin Costner, up to and then also after he got me tooed, um, in which did he, he? Yeah, he got me tooed. Huh? Oh. Yeah, no, he was like um, creeping on young men or some shit. I forget. <laughs> yeah, no, like there's like credible allegations of rape. I think I don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, I should. This did not, that. This did not yeah. derail. This did not derail his his show in any way. For I should note, they have they have ridden hard with Kevin Costner for reasons that I assume are because. Kind Are of you gotten... thinking of Kevin Spacey? <laughs> Am I? You might be. I don't know if Are it was Kevin same... Are they not the same person? No, not at all. <laughs> Kevin Costner may, may or not may or may not be Me Too. We don't know. Okay, I'm searching Kevin Costner Me Too. Um... <laughs> Tell me, these are different. These are different people. Um, I, I'm shocked by this. Um, I'm going to need to pull up pictures of the both of them at some point. Okay, so I, I searched Kevin Costner Me Too, and the top result is a 2006 article called from The Guardian called Crimes Against Costner, which is really sort of like one level down from like Crimes Against, Human- against Humanity. What? What the fuck? Okay. I'm a little buzzed. I'm having a hard time keeping track of this conversation. Yeah, it's kind of taken a turn. Okay, Kevin Costner and Kevin Spacey are different people in as much as the fact that I know that it would appear that Kevin Costner was never Me too and I have been grossly missing. It was Kevin Spacey. It, it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Costner. And not just that, but they are two different people, which I was unaware of. I Yeah, they're definitely two different people. So we're talking about Kevin Costner of Dances with Wolves fame. Yeah, um, Kevin Spacey. And he danced with those wolves consensually. <laughs> yes. As far as we know. Um, so this is, so I'm going to reel it in. Yes, and I'm just going to give a quick overview of the show. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Costner, he's, I think he's known for like his wholesome kind of like shows with a message and he also likes to do stuff about the West, like the American West. Yeah, okay. So Dances with Wolves is like his big thing. I think yeah. it came out in the 90s. Maybe it was late 80s. I don't know. Um, did, he do, did he do Waterworld? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And okay. uh, this show is called Yellowstone. And uh, it's about this rancher yeah. who lives in, I think, Paradise Valley. <laughs> But I'm actually not they're, positive. Yeah, they're, I think they're, it's they Paradise kind of, Valley. Yeah, yeah, Paradise Valley, yeah. Paradise yeah. Valley with Livingston characteristics occasionally. Yeah, and um, I want to read the description of what this show is about. So, okay, on, on yeah. Peacock, which is NBC streaming service, right. um, it says, Yellowstone, John Dutton, that's Kevin Costner's character, tries to protect his ranch, the largest in the United States, from land developers, an Indian reservation, and America's first national park. Until I saw this show, I thought they had retconned the creation of Yellowstone National Park to be happening like just now in the 2010s, and I was very confused by the entire premise of the show. The majority of the show, okay, I can't say what the majority of the show is. I think I watched five or six episodes all in one night and yeah. I think you all both watched just the first episode yeah, I watched but basically pilot. he's he's I started trying to watch it with my family it was awful yeah we had to turn it off halfway through but 
he and his kids are like running around the Paradise Valley, which is right next to Bozeman. I, I think Bozeman is in the Paradise Valley. Bozeman's in the Gallatin no, Valley. South of Livingston. Like I said, I know yeah. Montana better than these two. It's yeah. true. I mean, I don't know Bozeman area for a reason. Yeah. But he's this guy who lives uh, near Bozeman. And he's like, I don't know, fifth generation rancher or something. And his kids are like really screwed up, but mm-hmm. they're yeah. all for some reason really into protecting this ranch which is like thousands of acres and making sure that they don't lose any of it and in fact want to build the ranch and the whole like it's the show like uses some like out-of-stater tropes like they talk about how so many people in Bozeman are you know transplants or just like coming to fish or whatever and Bozeman in Montana is known as like the the place that has been like massively massive influx of wealth and is just like a pretty bougie city now. Yeah. yeah. Even though I don't think, and it's like, I guess, vaguely liberal. I don't think the surrounding area is liberal though. The surrounding area Um, is not. Yeah. Yeah. Three Forks is like a union town. Some of the areas around are kind of union-y. And they've got Livingston near there. And um, so basically that's the show and it like gets increasingly dramatic and like the murder rate goes from like two in the first episode three, three in the first episode three in the first episode yeah. and like increases rapidly um there's a shit ton of like people shooting off guns all over the place there's like yeah. a reservation with the broken rock like they made up a tribe called the mm-hmm. broken rock tribe which is that... probably a play on standing rock <laughs> It's they didn't know anything oh, else about, yeah, no, they, they, about they, they, yeah. indigenous people. So they're like, oh, this That's sounds so right. They cast a Chinese American woman uh, as uh, the this wife. seems real. <laughs> That's the wife, the wife the of main... the son. One of the sons is married to a woman from the tribe, and his wife is played by like a woman who is like half Chinese and half like from South Carolina, who changed yeah. the name from like I think it's like something Chow to something Asbill Asbill. Um, hmm. Right when she booked this show and started booking Native American roles. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, she was in like that's one a juicy tree. detail. She was in like <laughs> One Tree Hill and shit, and like yeah. So apparently, it's it. So like the only mate, one of the few major um, like actual like Native American characters who is like has a voice and is not just like antagonist number three. Uh, yeah, actually, like or getting like, blown up in a meth lab. I'm, I'm it's bad happens. Yeah, yeah. oh you guys didn't see that okay no, later, no, no. yeah it's it gets bad like yeah i mean it would be interesting to hear <laughs> what somebody who's native in montana thinks about the representation of the broken rock tribe because they do a lot of like the res stereotypes you know like yeah. The one son who's married to the woman who's a member of the tribe, like they're driving down the road and there's this big explosion of a random house and they're like, must be a meth lab. And of course it is. And there's just like, oh yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because like in some of the scenes, it's almost like they're trying to pay an homage to like the struggles of a lot of yeah actual people who live on reservations like there's Mm -hmm. this one there's this one episode where of course it's like white savior and whatever but the son of john dutton the rancher he like comes across his shady white van in the middle like the middle of the field and it he Uh thinks of course he finds like a native woman who's been kidnapped by like these two random white dudes from off the tribe so like they're i don't know are they are they trying to have a conversation about like missing murdered indigenous women there of course he ends up like shooting the dude the two guys and killing them naturally and it becomes like a big part of the plot but so they like try to do a couple things like that but i think this is the thing about this show is like i can't tell if it's supposed to have a message or not like is there supposed to be a moral here is there supposed to be a hero is it supposed to be john dutton is he an anti-hero like i'm genuinely confused i have no idea what the point is (laughs) I was wondering if it's supposed to be John Dutton (laughs) and Kevin Costner's character is a hundred percent like 
Like if you go into the house that he's living in yeah. in like actual Montana, there's a California Republic flag flying in it like john <laughs> dutton and his ranch is so yeah. expensive that's like a two million dollar yeah. piece of property right yeah definitely the kind of guy that owns that in real life is from orange county california absolutely it's actually, no actually i know where that ranch is that ranch has is never ridden a horse yeah but owns horses doesn't know anything about cattle yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, he, like, he just kind of like, kinda, like portray there. him as like this really like salt of the earth like working right. class kind of guy but yeah. he owns it entire fleet of atvs and a small militia <laughs> all of his sons have guns and everything like everybody he has everybody a helicopter has a, yeah he has a, he has helicopter. a helicopter you remember the helicopter he has a helicopter with yeah. a private flight who's done apparently 40 tours in afghanistan uh or something no no yeah. rancher in montana has ever ridden in a helicopter <laughs> save being life flighted to the nearest city after they've like ran over their foot with like their eighteen right. being yeah. life flighted to Billings. There's the beginning scene too where he kills the horse. He yeah, the yeah, horse. yeah. It, the show opens with this basically like scene of him just standing next to this horse, caressing this horse, and it pans out to like a car accident. That the horse he, is he, like, like ran into a into a construction equipment that was going to build that yeah. housing development. Okay. It was a housing development. Like that's one of the like yeah, yeah. conflicts of interest in this. You're like the conflicting interests, right. uh, and, and it's like clearly like I don't know, like some sort of like Californian or, or like New England housing developer who's going to build yeah. condos in the Paradise Valley. I'm going off of like the white. I'm going off of the like the white chinos to say California, maybe, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah well and and I told you I told you guys that um like at the beginning the first scene my dad was like oh I know the guy whose excavator that is yeah because this like most of the movie like I think all the ranch scenes were shot they were near shot Darby at, Montana they were shot at Triple Creek his ranch house is the Triple Creek ranch multi-million I thought it was Chief Joseph ranch is it Chief Joseph yeah, I thought Part so. Like, okay, it could but basically, it's yeah. like some rich guy's ranch near Darby, Montana, which is in the Bitterroot, where Henry right, and yeah. I are from. Yeah. And even though, so yeah, like, so most of those scenes are shot. And like, you can tell scenery-wise, like, if they're shooting in the Bitterroot or actually it, near it Bozeman. extremely jarring. The entire environment yeah. changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're in the plains. <laughs> they're definitely, like, over in, like, Billings and Yeah, once, they ain't even, they're not even by sudden. Bozeman. They're out the fuck, like big timber or some shit and they're like going from big timber to to like actual bozeman to bozeman area to the darby area and those four locations are not well put together well you know what's interesting i mean i was thinking about that and like okay i can forgive hollywood for shooting in places that aren't the actual place like i get it you probably have to pay a bucket load to actually shoot anywhere near bozeman right but i think what is really funny is I was thinking about like, what is the point of this show? Like, what does this show actually do? And I'm pretty sure all it does is convince more people from out of state to move here because everything is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like They pick like the most like picturesque, according to people who are from out of state, like what yeah. they will think is picturesque. They pick those locations in the state. They film their stuff there. Yeah. And like, that's what people think the whole state is. And that's where they all yeah. move. And it's so funny because like, there's a thread within the show of, oh yeah, everyone around Bozeman ain't from here. Not like us, you know. They're all transplants. Yeah. Yeah. But you, like your show is doing the very thing that, <laughs> that yeah. like you're kind of making fun of in the show. I don't know. If I make a show about Montana, it's going to be set in South Billings. Yeah, no. You gotta like no, you have you have, it's like a Hatfield and McCoy thing of the people who live downwind of the South Billings refinery and the people who live downwind of like the sugar beet factory in Billings. <laughs> you basically have like Romeo and Juliet of two different types of respiratory cancers basically going on. It smells like shit all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Also the thing that the thing that really annoys me about like that idyllic that idyllic portrayal of montana <laughs> yeah. yeah is like it, it tries to portray that like john dutton his sons and his whole family like they're 
they're still living off of the land and everything. Right. Like, there's the scene where they're trying <laughs> to fly fish on horses, which yeah, is, what I, the I, hell is like, that? I don't think that that's how that works. Not but, they're fly fishing while but, actively like riding. Still... Like the horses are moving. They're riding the horses. <laughs> they're in movement on the horse. Do the they catch a fish too? They catch like, one, don't they? They're like, oh. They catch, they catch this like oh two foot God. long trout practically or some shit. <laughs> But they try to portray like like people are yeah. like still living off of the land and you know they don't they don't but it you know yeah. that everybody in John Dutton's family like they go and they buy their clothes from Murdoch's like the mom and pop ranch supply store doesn't exist like the yeah. tin foil that they're cooking <laughs> with on on that campfire yeah, like they right, bought yeah. that from Walmart they took their Ram twenty five hundred truck to Walmart they parked it in the parking lot <laughs> they got a subway on the way out they got a yeah. subway they go to the yeah, they go to yeah. the Walmart in Livingston because I'm yeah. pretty sure there's one there right off of ninety I want to say yeah yeah. But That's it's like it also portrays like like, yeah, yeah. like uh, maybe that would be more believable if it was like Glasgow, Montana. Like I haven't yeah, been it, to Glasgow because yeah, why? Glasgow. It's actually in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But like maybe maybe in like East Montana and yeah. Northeast Montana, that people are still going to the to the you know the the mom and pop general store or whatever. But like people in like the lower part of Montana and West Montana they're still shopping at the same stores that like suburbanites and Bozeman right. are shopping yeah, at. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. let's not pretend that they aren't. All of the, all of the wannabe cowboys trying to buy their way into being cowboys that they're, that the show is constantly shitting on, which I can kind of get behind to a certain degree. Some rich assholes playing cowboy are rich assholes still. Um, but they're also shopping at the same place. Like John Dutton dresses, not unlike like our last governor, Brian Schweitzer, you know, <laughs> Second to last governor, like he dresses like Brian Schweitzer. I swear to God, like it's. Um... He's also sleeping with the governor. Oh, is he sleeping with the governor? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You find oh. Out later. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. He's got political connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like trying to help him maintain his political connections. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, God, this so the show is just so confusing and. Like, I can respect a good political ambiguity mm-hmm. when it's not, like, you know, just just a mask for, like, shitty lib politics. But I think that that's what this show is. Like, I can't come up with any other conclusion for what's going on. Like, the whole point is that this guy is trying to save his, his ranch, which yeah. is, again, like, thousands of acres described as the size it's right. of Rhode Island yeah <laughs> size of Rhode Island in the middle of Montana yeah and and it's like he's um y- you see some scenes in the later episodes where it's like all this kind of like supposedly untouched land of course it's not untouched because he's like running, running fucking cattle, cattle yeah. all over it yeah but then particularly with the tribe like the tribe is portrayed the Broken Rock tribe I think in the first episode oh god it's it's the first episode where you meet the new tribal chairman who's just yeah, been elected yeah, yeah. and he's like in a meeting and they're mm-hmm. sitting there like smudging him and like yeah, they give him yeah. this headdress and it's so wild he's in a meeting with the governor <laughs> is, is that he... that's not the governor that's it's like not, some no. random representative i Sorry. think but there's yeah, never yeah, right. explained senator. who she is she's, she's a, no she's a senator they explain she's a senator so he's okay the, he's the, the so, new chief meeting the u.s senator and they're and they do the smudging thing and he gets a bonnet put on him and then God. he basically walks out opens a window and steps out onto a balcony and does the fucking Saruman scene from Lord of the Rings with like the applauding like yeah arrayed masses of his forces below him basically as this entire powwow stops and he does like and, a balcony speech yeah and it's also a casino like gotta throw yeah. that the, the <laughs> only course, economic yeah. income the, the, right, the only thing that they could associate with like tribal people right with, with like is economics is like a casino yeah which is so funny because like i mean it is also like a gross misrepresentation of what the tribes get money from montana because tribes aren't making bank off casinos in montana in the ways that like people associate with other states and i think it's funny because the first thing in the show i think that you see of the tribe is like pan to like the sign of the casino and then we go into this ridiculous like meeting and he's like this kind of evil character they make him out to be because his whole thing is like he wants to he's like out he's after john dutton because he wants to like take this land back from like the settler rancher man Mm -hmm. but of course he's like (laughs) yeah right so they make that one like a bad thing but then two then they're like 
he wants to do it by later. You guys don't believe this. So later on, John Dutton like foils the developer who's going to build condos near his ranch. And then the new tribal chairman makes an alliance with the developer to like, they're going to like get John Dutton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't. So I think that was like one of the last episodes I saw, but get okay this is how john dutton foils the developer Uh the developer needs a power source for Mm -hmm. these condos and apparently it's gonna be the river and john dutton like sends some of his toadies out to somewhere on his ranch he has him dynamite the river to reroute it away from the land that the condo is gonna be built on and yeah so magically this works and he reroutes the river so the condo guy is foiled and that's why then the tribal chairman approaches him and is like, yeah, let's get John Dutton. Right. But the funny thing is then the like the condo guy, there's a scene where he's like consulting with this this yeah. like fix it woman about how they're going to get John Dutton. And she's like, yeah, we can't get him on anything legal. It's like you can't go out there and dynamite a fucking creek. Like even if it's on um, your land, that's not legal. Like the show is like a show that at the same time is obsessed with Montana water rights laws because it's heard that farmers are obsessed about water rights which is which is true but i think it i would not be surprised if they completely fucked up like the actual like water rights law because i'm pretty sure that if you like damn the bit yeah there's no but people are gonna have like something to say about it and or shoot your ass probably for that like i i feel like that's kind of frowned upon too like that's a nice river you have there wouldn't it be a shame if i decided to take your entire river like yeah, it's yeah. There's no basis in reality. Did you know that the Yellowstone River, which has got to be the river that's through, I think it's that's not. No, goes it, through the it, Paradise. It, 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 is it? Yeah, I it think it goes be. through the okay. Paradise Valley. It's the longest undammed river in the Lower Forty Eight. So they're ruining the that claim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I'm, I, I also yeah. like one of the things too with like the the like casino scene. Yeah. I just want to throw it out there. I think that like the Salish or CSKT, the Confederated Salish Kootenai Tribe, they they have, like, a technology company, like, SK Technologies. I I was trying to look up what they make, but it's, like, I don't know. They have other stuff that they do besides casinos and everything. Yeah, and, like, um, aren't, like, mineral rights kind of a thing out east as well? I don't know if the Crow are doing anything with that. Like, the tribe are kind of, like, portrayed as my assumption would be they're trying to basically just move the Crow, like, 200 miles west. It's, yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if they were actually trying to base it on any of the tribes in Montana. I think possible. they probably yeah. weren't because they yeah. knew that would be incredibly offensive. But basically, they just like made up a tribe and like put a bunch of stereotypes into this tribe, which is, I assume, also incredibly offensive. Many would, many would yeah, <laughs> many would also say that might qualify. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't want to offend your specific tribe so we just like <laughs> threw an asian woman in a ribbon in a ribbon skirt in a trailer and then like uh made up a new tribe that is reliant on casinos and yeah real, and really likes california developers like it's 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 it's, it's an interesting take it's an yeah. interesting take the the one scene that actually i think is really good is when i don't even know the dude's name but he's like he's the one with the who, who lives on the reservation john yeah. that's one that lives on yeah, the res uh, and like case or casey casey, casey <laughs> yeah okay. like where he's eating name. ice cream with his son and what yeah. i presume is like bozeman, it's bozeman yeah. and they're talking about the transplants i thought that that was actually like kind of well done and, and mm. maybe sort of right uh especially when the when, when the land rover comes up and you got it like a, yeah, yeah, yeah you know your nuclear family of californians getting out to yeah. get ice cream but um there's yeah, something to be said about like how yeah. how people try to move to Montana and they try to turn it into what they think it is or, or what they're mm-hmm. told yeah. about it that it is or what their place like like he says something where people try to like they move there and they try to turn it into the place that they left yeah and I think yeah. that that's like kind of right and it is, yeah. I don't think like the influx of population of Montana shows how great montana is like montana is still good and it still has good people there i think it more so talks about how like or, or just like the the boom of population shows how shitty other places in the country are like oh, how shitty yeah. california is yeah yeah and how Seattle. shitty new england yeah. is yeah because people have to yeah. like move to montana to to get away from from that instead of fixing the places where they actually live 
Which is why I'm leaving because I can't stand the Californians. (laughs) Right. Nobody. Yeah. Sort of a nobody comes here anymore. It's too crowded situation. I don't Uh, care about your vibe, hippie. Yeah. The thing is, actually, I kind of want to push back on that or not push back, but take a slightly different approach because he also frames that by like pointing at like the variously like not like necessarily urban, but like, you know, like not full on like in cowboy clothes, people who are at the ice cream shop. And he says that at first, he says they're all. They're all transplants. And I think that actually speaks to a kind of mirror image of that that you see from a lot of elements of like the more rural and the more like propertied rural parts of Montana, where you see at the same time, at the same time as there is this like influx of Montana of people to Montana who are attempting to change the culture, but you also see a backlash and a culture war against to a certain degree and a rejection of like perhaps one could say urbanity, but it's also just rejection of not living according to like that sort of more like rural way of life. Like, I mean, I don't quote me on this, but I think that's actually like, I think there's definitely a real element to like, mm. you're not a real Montanan if you're not living this life. You're not a real Montana if you're not doing that. And that's actually kind of an element that you see portrayed towards like his admittedly scumfuck lawyer's son who, is, who sucks. I'm not saying the guy's good, but like, but like kind of like a, a performance of Mon- of like Montananess or something, and that there's that Mon- that it's also mm-hmm. it also kind of gatekeeps the other direction as well. That there is a right and a wrong way to be Montanan. The right way, perhaps, is to run cattle or whatever and know which side of these like old battles you lie on and where you stand with them, and to continue them. But at the very least, it's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic following through of that it's kind of the mirror image to this like Californian showing up and saying, Hey, where's my boba tea? You know? But I think that both mm-hmm. are kind of active at the same time. And it's, and both are kind of cutting at like even small towns in Montana to a certain degree. Montana's kind of like gentrification on a statewide level. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I think you both make good points. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about like, no, Tess, you have to take a side. You have to vote who's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm certainly not going to side with the out-of-stater. <laughs> I know more about Montana than you do. Solidarity forever. Um, Solidarity. But, you know, <laughs> I, but I was thinking, like, Henry and I, in our last episode, we were yeah. talking a little bit about... Um, first episode? Like, yeah. yeah, in our but last our first last. episode... Um, we, I, we were talking a bit about like, w- you know, what we're interested in, in particular is what, like why Montana and the Mountain West and like the West in general hasn't seen a resurgence in like more like leftist populist politics and movements in the way that it feels like other areas in somewhat similar situations in the country have. And I think, I think Mont- I was wondering, like, if there's something to the fact that Montana still has a lot of resources to be taken. And, and I'm like wondering like a lot of like raw natural yeah. materials and resources and stuff. Okay. And yeah. so maybe there's a way that we're kind of not behind, but like what has hit other areas, like for example, Appalachia, mm-hmm. like what has hit them? Like there's still plenty to like mine out of people there, but I think it doesn't tend to be as much like natural resources and maybe like what has been, we've been in that process for a long time in Montana, but there is so much yeah. here and so much to exploit and extract. Like we're possibly in a point in the process that is still earlier on than other areas in the country. And I think maybe, and like, okay, I'm, I'm maybe going down a rabbit hole with some harebrained theory. And like, obviously there's a lot more to it than this, but I think maybe that's also part of why I often feel so confused about like what the culture of this area is and like what the cultures of it are kind of like what you two are, are talking about. And like what you're pointing out, Henry, where like there isn't, it is really funny to see like (laughs) people from out of state and like from more urban areas moving in here and um, you know, like throwing on a fancy cowboy hat and like thinking this is Montana or like wanting their bubble tea and their amenities like they have in New York yeah. and wanting it all transplanted here. But there is also a, definitely a playing up of like cowboy culture and whatever that means and like a rom- romanticization of that. 
um, that you see from even people who don't have anything to do with like ranching or farming who have lived in Montana for a while. And I just feel really confused a lot of times about what the, what the cultures of this place are like for mostly like what the settler cultures of this place are, because it feels very confused to me. And it is interesting how this, I think Yellowstone is very much like a cowboys and Indians kind of show. Um, And it, and like, maybe that, is that what it is here? Like, is that still where like the settler culture tends to be like cowboys and Indians with like the cowboys part constantly having this influx of like new, new influences from like whatever, whatever is determined to be like rural culture in the country. I don't know. Does that make sense? Or do parts of that make sense? Yeah. I like the part that you said about the cowboys and Indians thing. Yeah. I think that that's right. That's what the <laughs> show is trying to do. But yeah. maybe that's why like there can't be, there's really like lukewarm politics in Montana is like with the influx of people, there's an identity crisis. I don't know if Montana is confused about like staying traditional, which like traditional in Montana, at least with settlers would be like union Democrat, you know, mm-hmm. like, like copper miner union. And there's still like copper miners unions and everything. But I think with the influx of people, it's like, I don't know, Montana's like moved away from that. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like by having the, the transplant of people and the people coming uh-huh. in, I think that like yeah. the culture is getting like tainted in a way or, or um, you know, it, it is taking on like more of an urban culture because like Missoula, for example, has brewery after brewery after brewery. <laughs> in it's fairness, like, it's like being those... in a neighborhood in Chicago or, or Cleveland or like yeah. New York or something is yeah, that there's yeah. so many breweries. And because of that, like you lose the sort of like blue collar uh, life and, and um, politic and culture from that. I don't know if that works with what you're that's, saying. That's an interesting take. Um, I'm going to take a different route than either of you, actually. Um, and I think that we can sort of like, we need to separate settler culture from the more like urban and blue collar culture that existed as well, because um, because those are two different things. There were two different groups of people. Like the folks who were like going out to Butte to like go 2000 feet underground or whatever and hack at rocks are not the people who like, are doing cowboy shit now they're kids these are different groups fundamentally like this also extends to like the landowners versus the versus like the tenants and like the and like the ranch hands and the like but still um but those groups at least work together but i mean montana is big enough and is spread out enough that i think that there was kind of two distinct cultures that actually kind of coexisted for a while and when mining collapsed and when industry collapsed um what was left of actually some pretty solid radicalism in like in Butte and in the cities. Um, and to a lesser degree, that basically kind of, when those people filtered out, that was the first blow to that culture. And then when you, um, it survived to a certain degree in logging because the logging got organized and logging was just a job that you have to work together. But when logging collapsed and shifted as well, um, that second fall is what I think kind of both in a sense emptied out the state of um, more sort of collective jobs and emptied the state out of more mm-hmm. like of uh, empty, started to empty the cities out of like their working class and marginalized their working class. But at the same time, that kind of loss of like that deindustrialization process with like the fall of the logging industry, I think made a lot of people identify with what had always been, what I think had been generally been portrayed as Montana's identity, which was this like Barbara Stanwyck, Ronald Reagan, cattle queen of Montana, which I think had been like Montana's mm-hmm. perception outside Montana the entire time, Montana's perception in media. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. a really interesting. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So like my interpretation is that the people, even if these people like initially were kind of in these sort of more like, even if they might have been like in a city for a while or in like logging or whatever, they saw themselves represented and they saw Montana represented in that. And as their stuff, as their work waned and oil grew and uh, they identified with that aspect of it much more. That aspect being like 
what is projected back to them by Hollywood. What is projected back to them by Hollywood? What was their memory of like when they settled and their memory of settling what was to them an empty land, um, stuff like that. Because most of the immigration Mm. happened like immigration in the state really took off sort of like in the 18, in the, in really from the 1880s and 90s onward, by which point most of like the actual like fighting and the actual like confinement of the native population had already crested. And I mean, that's when like the settlement of the interior of Montana, not just like boom towns like Butte or Virginia City or whatever, mm-hmm. started to really take off, I think, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm recalling my, my timelines correctly. Yeah. So you have looking back, people looking back, I think, to both this like sort of mythical cowboys and Indians past and also people looking to what has been romanticized because didn't really romanticize perhaps logging or something like that or didn't romanticize yeah. that. It, it, it's much more about that as well to a certain degree, but it got very tied to like the cattle culture. And because cattle culture, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll get back around to that. That's sort of a mm-hmm. different thing. But I think I, that's that's my take on it to a certain degree. I think it's right to be like Montana is made what it is sort of by media. Yeah. Like people take media and run with it in that way. And I feel like with Yellowstone, like it just reinforces that sort of like dynamic mm-hmm. that, that Montana and what it is, is determined by what people consume in the media, but both by people in Montana and out of Montana. And that just gets like, people try to perform that. Yeah. And, and perform mm-hmm. media and perform the image of media. And like, I almost feel like a more interesting take of like Yellowstone um, would be like somebody who lives in Livingston and they work at the <laughs> town pump yeah. off of the highway. Yeah. And their yeah. dad was like a copper miner or something, right. you know, yeah. and they, that job doesn't exist anymore yeah. or is gone. And they, they work, you know, second shift at the town pump. Yeah. Like, that would be that would be a more interesting and more accurate portrayal or like than you know john dutton helicopter yeah uh <laughs> the helicopter <laughs> rancher john dutton that actually that's a really good point i mean like in a, a certain level that kind of gas stations are kind of where these different montanas meet in a way people go to different bars people go to different mm. churches if they're religious which most which a lot of the state is but you wind up at a gas station and you sort of hang out there for long enough at like the right time, you'll see kind of a real cross-section of the, of the society that you don't see as much. Michelin man, REI people. People who yeah. have the puffy coats that yeah, makes them yeah. look like Michelin man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get them, mm-hmm. you get like, I don't know, you'll get like everything from them to like the people getting scratch-offs to like... I hate on- being behind people who get scratch-offs <laughs> at the, the, at the gas the station. I hate it's that. It's pain in the ass, man. Yeah. They need the vending machines for <laughs> scratch-offs. You need to just go to the vending machine and get it that way because then you're not holding up the line. I'll be yeah. going. I'll be going to the gas station. I'll be trying to get like one yeah, yeah. thing. It'll be coffee or a donut. Right. And there would just be somebody playing the Mega Millions or the Powerball or some shit. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm just waiting there for like 10 minutes as this person scratches off all their cards. Right, yeah. And then they have to get them scanned and check it and everything. I can't deal with it. I can't. I cannot deal with yep, it. Yep, yep. Alex, I can't remember when you said this. It wasn't that long ago, but I remember you said something about like <laughs> the real economy of Montana is small town diners. And yeah. like, I know it was a joke, <laughs> okay. but I think that like that's kind of similar to the gas station like the small town diner is one of the most interesting and like usually not constructed based on an imaginary of montana kind of place that i go to i I was talking to my dad about this yesterday i was like yeah one of my favorite places in missoula is the oxford and the oxford (laughs) for those of you who don't know what the oxford is it's this it's this restaurant bar and casino that's in (laughs) um that's on like the main drag in missoula and it's open 24 7 365 like they don't lock the doors there i think they had to lock it down because of coronavirus they had to lock it down for coronavirus it's always open and it's like it appears in like a norman mclean story which is a whole another can of worms that you can open up about norman mclean but like It, it, it can be best described as shitty. The food is actually really good, but it's like, <laughs> they're just some of the creepiest people who hang oh out God, there. Man. Like, yeah, yeah. so many Sam types. Like, there's a guy who frequented yeah. that bar. He brought his parrot with him. Like, a parrot. There was a bird that was oh. just like on the bar, which is probably a health code violation. I think I've seen that guy. <laughs> 
and they have like <laughs> rifles above the bar half yeah, yeah, of the yeah. building half of the building that you're in is like dark because it's the bar yeah. and the other half yep, is just yep. bright fluorescent lights there's a casino the bathroom smell and it's yeah, just yeah. like but it's a really great place to go i think because it like anybody who moves to Montana for the cowboy culture yeah. and, and, and for like that, you know, rough and tough, rugged person is right. never going to go to the ops because they're afraid because yeah. they're afraid of like, mm. it is real like, and it not, is authentic yeah. and it is where like real people from Montana go yeah, to yeah, eat, yeah. but you're not going to see somebody from Orange County go there no, because never. the food isn't going to be good enough. The people are going to be scary. They don't have all the beers that you like, you know, you they don't there. have the rum that I want. <laughs> You, for my rum and coke you have to wait a while for your food because the cooks are kind of drunk at night a lot of the time you know and there's so many people there yeah, after yeah. bars close bars close you're gonna wait half you're gonna wait half an hour for your cheese fries and you're gonna fucking like it because they're <laughs> but the people like like that is like an authentic thing about that absolutely place, yeah about missoula and like the small town diner is going to be an authentic part of the places where locals actually go and that's right. not going to be good enough for the sort of people who are moving to the housing development that's getting made in the Yellowstone series of those out-of-staters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For all I care, John Dutton, he is an out-of-stater. That man is from California through <laughs> and through. No rancher on this yeah. side, on, on that side of the Mississippi is owning a helicopter. I'm sorry. Also, or a fleet of ATVs. Yeah. Are you kidding me? ATVs the Stone McMansion. Yeah. yeah. Stone McMansion. I heard yeah. somebody called those log mahals. <laughs> log mahals. I'm, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. No, you'll, you won't see people go to the Oxford because if you go to the Oxford midday, you'll get approached by a man called Hooker Bob who's missing a front tooth or two, who rides his bike every time and who will talk to you exhaustively about how logging went to hell and how he lives in a small house in. Is Boston. he the short guy? Yeah, short guy. Where's yeah, the, the bicycle, short guy. He's always got the ball bicycle. cap. Yeah, yeah, always got a ball cap. Yeah, I know him. He owns like 15, 16 bicycles. He'll tell you about all of them. Yeah, uh, he always has a bike. He always has a bike or two. Um, I, I went in there to like canvas for a thing like back in like 2019, I think, or something. And he's just there. He like a, we were, It was like me and a friend we were like canvassing for like some like political thing. And he walked up and was like, what do you think about what do you think about Obama? It's like I mean, it's like I mean, like you know, it's like yeah. and it's like he's like very into Trump on an aesthetic level, while also being like this like ex logger who lives in a shack and who's still very pissed off at his bosses from like thirty years ago. Fascinating yeah. dude. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why like Missoula is so fascinating. Yeah. Because I do think Missoula has been kind of a haven for like even the kids like who grew up in Montana. Yeah. Like the queer kids from Montana, you know, all go to yeah. UM or like yeah, yeah. it has been a haven for even like the people within the state who are very alienated by this kind of like traditional, you know, of course, like very like masculine, yeah. um, obviously like it's very white, like kind of attitudes and culture. Yeah. And so there's this interesting clash in Missoula of like kind of the things we're talking about, like what is Montana? <laughs> you know, because these other people are may very well like be from the state, even for generations as well. But they're not like jiving with the dude who wants to talk about Trump or or whatever. Yeah, it's but maybe like bicycle. come from very similar bike. economic conditions yeah. too. Mostly bicycles. He's more of a bike guy. He's really into bikes. He'll also talk about Trump if you try and bring any other politics into it. But he's he's in it for the bicycles, uh, as, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Like, you you know, also get Pete Davies trying to sell you art. I don't you know, know that, that guy. guy. Tell, tell me about this guy. Tell me about this guy. Oh, you never have Pete. Pete no. Davies, like, he's he's a kind of like, he's chubby, I guess. I don't think okay. he's like heavy set, but he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. he's not a dude who works out, but he's older, yeah. so I yeah, don't blame okay. him. And yeah. he like, he's got, um, he's got like long, like white hair. It's kind of like slipped back. He wears glasses. Okay. I think he has a beard. Okay. Um, and like, he walks around and he always has like a like a like a binder under his okay. arm and he it's yeah. it's some of his art that, that he has and he always tries to he like reproduces it at fedex kinko's like if you okay. buy it from him it'll be ten dollars for one sheet yeah and um for for one picture and it'll be he'll put it into a fedex bag like a okay. fedex bag sleeve nice. and he always is going around like i i've seen him at like al's he's always coming out of charlie b's 
I bought something from him at the Rhino once. Yeah. Like what kind what kind of art are we talking about? What kind of art? Yeah. Oh, it's wild. It's like he'll draw like pictures of like landscapes and everything. I have one that I bought from him that was like it was like a picture of like goblins next to the sea. Hell it's yeah. really cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> but again, like this sort of stuff, like nobody, nobody from Montana is gonna want, or like nobody from out of state who, who moves to Montana yeah. chasing like the idea of Montana that they're right, never gonna yeah. get yeah. is is going to engage with that. Yeah. Like th- they don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're not uh, gonna eat. They're not gonna eat at the dinosaur cafe in Charlie's because you gotta go by all the people who all the people who go to Charlie's to go to go to it. So that's too much for them, you know. Yeah, they're gonna go to Plonk. They're gonna they're gonna go to Plonk. They like Plonk. Yeah, absolutely. All those stupid breweries. Yeah, they're gonna go yeah. to Plonk. They're gonna spend eight dollars on like mid tier at best Napa Valley wine, and then like go back to their car that like they they still have the plates from California on or some shit and they will then embrace the the classic Montana tradition of driving drunk home so I mean I guess they're they're trying in some respects they're still putting in the effort to to learn some elements of our culture but really they're just sort of appropriating drunk driving they haven't really like internalized it in in the truly Montana way and so even that is rendered like a hollow simulacrum really mm. yeah drunk driving is montana culture absolutely <laughs> drunk driving and being irish <laughs> it's color culture in montana <laughs> somebody's gonna cancel me for that they're gonna be like oh he's he's hating on irish people yeah uh you might want to like go to if you go to butte go under an assumed name for the next five years maybe just yeah like, just like skip folk festival I have somebody one time that we were collabing with at my job yeah. and they were from Butte and they were like, I never met somebody who wasn't Irish and Catholic until I moved out of Butte. <laughs> I believe um, that. I honestly believe that. Yeah, no. Butte's a fascinating place. It was like a million people or something like that in like the 18, like 90s and Montana just crossed back over the million person mark like four years ago or some shit, you know. Mm. I'm going to go to Butte. Yeah. And I'm going to find like when coronavirus is done and there's going to be a crowded place and I'm just going to yeah. yell, hey, Patrick, and see how <laughs> turn around. And they're like, oh, I've had three different conversations with Butte Irish guys in their mid 20s named Patrick outside of the Union Club bar on separate <laughs> nights. I've had three different conversations with Patrick's outside the Union. It has not been the same Patrick to my knowledge. I am not attempting to make statements that all Irish people look alike whatsoever. But they I, are all named Patrick. They are all named Patrick. Yeah. Or Patrick, Patrick, Francis, and Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom. A lot of Toms. Yeah, the, I, I was really mm-hmm. upset with Yellowstone not having an accurate portrayal of Irish Americans. There yeah, were no yeah. Irish people in that, <laughs> yeah, in that show. There are no Irish people and no, like, like... John Dutton is is German. The Duttons have to be German. No, he's Anglo. He's got to be Anglo. Scottish. He's Scottish. He's maybe Scots, Scottish. Scots Irish, not Scottish. Yeah, he's Scotch Irish. Yeah, he would be Scotch Irish. Family stole large amounts of land in like all in like Ulster in like the 17th century, and then realized they could make more money elsewhere, and went and stole land in presumably first I'm going to say the Ohio country, perhaps, or maybe Illinois, and then Montana. Yeah. Yeah. This would I would believe this. Well, folks, Montana is a dying place. You shouldn't move there because you'll hate it. And that's yeah. what happened with me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you'll wake up every day miserable. All of your friends will leave. And there's no hope there whatsoever. Everything's on the fire. Trees are all burning. Yep. Uh, you can't there's the water. Pit. That, yep. That's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a terrible thing, too. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah. But pretty soon it's going to be called New California. There will also be a handful of Texans who live there. That's right. And uh, it'll slowly burn to the ground because California set a lot of fires. Even when it, when Californians aren't in the state, they still ruin it, like the smoke from this year. Yeah, seriously. You don't have to be someplace to ruin it as a Californian. Apparently not. It's sort of, a, it's sort of like, a, like it's an area effect of Californiacity or something, you know? So yeah, Californianness, whatever the fuck. And if but, you yeah. Yeah. Montana, God have mercy on your wallet. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yellowstone's a. I'm still not sure they're trying to make him a hero. I think they're trying to do like a Dallas type deal with like 
you know, like him as like this sort of like miss as this like barely an anti-hero, but even if they're attempting to portray him as such, I think it's a safe statement to say that this will go the kind of the direction of like Breaking Bad, where like the takeaway of like a solid 50 to 60% of the people who watch the show is like, hey, Walter White's cool as shit, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. John Dunn's a cool guy. He drives a chopper. Well, he's driven around a chopper and he rides around a horse and he, and I feel like he'll get kind of like, even if the intent is to portray a more nuanced thing, even if we give him the most benefit of the doubt, which I do not think we should, any such attempt would like backfire massively. And Yeah, I kind of do of... think the, the point of the show is that Kevin Costner wanted to have another reason to like wear yeah. Wrangler again. Right. He just wanted yeah. to shoot another Western. I think yeah. that's what the show is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like sending your family dog to a farm upstate, but they're filming the dog. So you know the dog is still there. And he consensually dances with the dog and the wolves. That's right. As far That's as right. we know. That's right. Dances with wolves, caresses with horses, you know. Yellowstone, garbage show. Stop shooting in Missoula when I'm trying to get around town. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of traffic because of that. The bastard mm. shut down the road to get to, like, the good burrito place. I had to, like, <laughs> I had to, like, like go all around their set one day. It was uh, after work. It was a pain in the ass. Shoot at somebody else's courthouse. Go to Arco, Idaho or something. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how many people in Darby are actually, like, getting any sort of, like, economic stimulation from that show. I would not bet on it because I saw, like, catering yeah. trucks in Missoula. I don't know. I think that they should, like, if you shoot a movie in Montana, you should be forced to, like, subsist on the finest Rocky Mountain seafood for the entire time you're here. Yeah, like maybe be, maybe yeah. Little Blue Joint, <laughs> the pizza place yeah. is getting some business. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. It's uh, like there's nothing, there's there's not really anything identifiable to with, I feel like, actual people who, even if it's like Montana, like this is a point with how one of the critiques that conservatives always has of like yeah. Democrats is how like mm-hmm. nobody is relatable in Hollywood. And yeah. like, I think that there's some truth to that. And like, yeah, you, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, they're like literally cosplaying. They're literally acting like this like rugged working class person, this like cowboy culture. Daughter, and like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. in that show is going to go to a premiere and wear like designer clothes and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, it just like is a further alienation of like what th- there, there's so much distance between the people yeah. who are making the show and like the authentic yeah montana it's like a commodification yeah yeah that that's so true it's that montana is becoming commodified but they're not even yeah it's the next step in our extraction they're not even doing it convincingly like his daughter has a new york accent i thought his character and his daughter yeah she has a full-on new york accent for the entire first scene you know what's a funny thing (laughs) a couple of the people in the show almost sounds like like they have southern accents I mean, you every can, once in a while when they talk that you see that out it's like, like they're trying so hard to have like montana accents whatever that is yeah. that they kind of go like they go I mean, into southern <laughs> like yeah. oh it's rural right they sound more like Monta- yeah. people from montana sometimes i don't even notice an accent and sometimes it's just like the o's are different more like they're from minnesota or like north dakota or something yeah Mm. Like there's where they say that yeah. they call bags bags. You're wrong. The rest of the US, idiots. the rest of the English language are wrong. We are right. I'm sorry. That's how it works. I will do this self critique and say that I did buy a pair of cowboy boots. All right, you, you know. did. Yeah, I remember that. I've been wearing. But, I've been wearing like a like a like a denim Wrangler jacket around France for the past like minute. So yeah. See, that's the thing, and yeah. I've also noticed like when I've been in New York. Yeah. Um you get rewarded in spaces outside Montana for performing what people think is like the West or is Montana culture. Like people, I I think people treat me differently when I look like, you know, any other person walking around the city. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm like wearing my Carhartt jacket or you know my boots or whatever like I don't know like there's something different there and I definitely feel like if you play up that part of yourself it has like some sort of interest or cachet like in other places no I get that actually like I get that like going around like every like oh yeah I'm American oh you're American 
Yeah, I'm from Montana. Oh, Montana. This is like the exact arc with like basically every French person I talk to. It's like they're like, oh, like, okay, cool. You're American, whatever. And then like, yeah, and not only that, but it has to be like, (laughs) you're like, it's like you play up that part of yourself, but from their lens. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like what will, (laughs) like, you, like, I have this, I feel like I have this awareness of what, what I think montana is and like what i know other people like what east coasters think it is and so like if i want to i think i could like chameleon into like almost like a caricature of montana there is more like social cachet in that absolutely yeah no i could yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna do moving back east so i'm gonna start wearing a bunch of western stuff because it's gonna like a new clout in in like the east but i would never like i the, the most i'm gonna do in montana is like wear wear cowboy boots yeah, i don't yeah. even think cowboy boots are like that like like just exclusively western i, I mean would. some people just wear them because they're like dependable boots yeah. and there's like, like different nice. types of cowboy boots right, too yeah. like yeah. the types that people will buy as like oh cowboy boots are not what like you wear around a ranch you know You're probably wearing those like giant those like tall boots that you know you can get muck like, yeah, all yeah, over yeah, them, yeah you know like because you're yeah. stepping in manure and stuff like i don't know if you're dressing up to go to a rodeo or something but, i've never done but like maybe you're gonna be wearing cowboy boots because you're looking in the part and like that's an actual space where you want to do that but if you're checking yeah. cows i remember when i was doing that house sitting in saint ignatius and stuff and i had yeah. to check on all those horses i just yeah. wore boots because i didn't want to step in any any horse poop or nothing yeah you know but yeah am i the only person who had who just like completely fucking cringed when uh john and his son jumped out of the truck and ran over to like help for that calf like in all of their clothes <laughs> and like he was pulling on more like his regular work gloves and it's like don't that's do so that. funny that's not gonna work out and it's like in the end they pull on these like elbow length like there's like about like bicep length like plastic gloves but even still it's like man that's not like doesn't seem entirely oh what i thought was funniest about that scene was just like that the calf was like immediate like comes out of the birth canal and like runs off (laughs) yeah they like they walk up and like literally three frames later pop pop goes the calf and like everything gets up and walks off and it's fine it's like they're all chilling yeah yeah also when they blow up when they blow up the side of the mountain in the first episode like they set off that dynamite yeah it's like all on it the, they're watching it from like the the housing development right yeah yeah they're watching you remember yeah. that and like, yeah. like oh my god if you're you're not first of all you're not taking horses up there i have a whole spiel i can say about the horse <laughs> riding in that show but oh, like yeah. you're not taking horses up that mountain and you know how far and how long that would take to get the entire side of the mountain the entire that mountain with dynamite yeah. that would take that would take days to do right that would take days to do and they're not even doing divisional labor they're all clumped no. five dudes on a horse riding up a mountain the one meth head point. dude with the auger the one meth head with the auger is doing all of the actual drilling because yeah. it's toughen him up they're riding these horses up like a 60 degree incline too I'm sorry. Also, like the amount of horse riding, like I'm going to do my spiel now. Go off, go off. The amount of horse mm-hmm. riding in that show is absolutely ridiculous because I have mm-hmm. never seen people riding in Montana. <laughs> if you're going out to check on the cows, you're like I said, you're, you're using your truck. Yeah. People aren't yeah. riding or a four-wheeler. To, the, to the country <laughs> store and everything. Horses in Montana, they're standing in fields and they're eating grass. And if you go to a reservation, they're going to be standing in fields and eating grass. If you go to the Bitterroot yeah. Valley, the Paradise Valley, you go to yeah. any valley, standing in fields, they're eating grass. Yeah. Nobody's riding horses. Horses sure. aren't real. They don't exist. Are, are they all Bureau of Land Management drones, though, do you think? They are. They're people dressed up in costumes. Don't okay. they know that? The elk in that show, those are all people in oh, costumes. Okay, yeah. They're animatronics, <laughs> too. Damn, I gotta, get, I gotta get on these jobs, man. Yeah. It's also funny that Yellowstone yeah. has nothing to do with the Yellowstone National Park. Like, I think that might come later, because that was in the description. It's like, also has to save his ranch from the National Park. I bet John Dutton kills oh, a wolf. I oh, bet, I'm sure. There are already all, some wolves. Yeah. Yeah, there's some shady wolves. Hang on. Side note, how about the fact that they have bison on the same ranch as they have cattle after the fact that every landowner down by Yellowstone has spent like the last like 15 years pitching a giant fit about like how like wild bison are going to like 
give brucellosis to every cow in the state oh, and kill yeah. every cow. Like maybe it's gonna be that. Maybe yeah. it's gonna be like bison born brucellosis that just like kills all of the all of the cattle in like the Dutton Ranch, which the Dutton Ranch is just like every stereotype of Montana. Like these people do it all. You know, they yeah. hunt, they fish, they fly fish, you know, they ride horses, they have buffalo, they have cows, like they ride horses, they do it all. They ride horses while fly fishing, lest we forget. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Riding. Well, I'm fishing. still hung up on. I'm still hung up on that scene. I don't like. They're like. Yeah, it's I'm so go funny. Through, I have to I tell you guys something trot. off air about go, that. Go. Okay. Yeah. Sounds no, good. I have to tell you off air. But it's, okay. it's something about my dad and that scene. Okay. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But Y'all, yeah. I feel like we should. Wrap I need to go this eat up. chili. We should my mom made white yeah. chili. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I gotta go yeah. grab my cowboy hat and. and yeah. Do we have? Do we have anything else to say about this? Yeah. Um, I feel like we, yeah. Alex, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I don't have anything to plug. I don't do anything. Fair. You should get it. I don't a, have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. I don't have a Facebook, but I hope to be on again sometime. Yeah, Alex, you, you, you will should be. get a you Twitter. Yeah. Um, Maybe you should We get have it, a Twitter you know? now. Yeah. And you can follow us. Follow us at, at two dot radio two as in the number dot as in like a period radio as in not a television um <laughs> yeah in yeah conclu- in conclusion fuck kevin costner even if he is not in fact kevin spacey as i had previously thought <laughs> i apologize my apologies to mr costner for um but also i i look forward to his next show idaho which will mm-hmm. hopefully not be filmed in any town where I live. <laughs>